Welcome back into the 143. This is Under Review, episode 58. We're coming at you live. In the 143 with our special guest here, Ian Hancock. He is our NBA analyst. He has been helping us out behind the scenes, and he is making his debut this evening. Ian, why don't you introduce yourself? Hey, guys. Thanks for having me on the show. I'm really looking forward to talking the NBA with you all a little bit today. Ian also is the uh, third member of the 143, the one that you haven't seen as much he of. He is. Um, but uh, he has gracious, graciously uh, joined us today, and he's going to provide us with some insight into the NBA. Uh, obviously, Nick and I normally go NFL in the offseason, but we got to talk about the NBA. We'll talk about the MLB later. Just everything going on in the sports world that is relevant to us because this is our show. So, um, <laughs> welcome in, Ian, and we will get you started with the stat of the week brought to you by our sponsor, Andrews Logistics. Uh, the stat of the week is about the NBA, and it's kind of about the uh, evolution of the game. So, in the 2001-2002 NBA season, Allen Iverson averaged 44 minutes per game in the NBA. That was considered low. 44 minutes of playing time. Game is 48 minutes. He averaged 44. Now the highest average is Pascal Siakam with a whopping 36 minutes of playing time. So that just shows you the ginormous drop-off in the last 20 years of playing time. And uh, safe to say toughness for the players during the game. They're a little bit, um, what's the word? Not wimpy. Fragile. 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 They become a little bit more fragile. And they don't want to play as long. Weak would be a good word. Weak, weak fits the fits the I mean, criteria there. I would say Allen was considered weak back in the day, playing forty four. So yeah, but now you got players like LeBron out there who just out half the season. That's true. Out half the season after uh, not injuring himself, just breaking the scoring record. And <laughs> some reason that's an excuse to miss five straight games. All right, that's your stat of the week, though. So your player of the week, we're going to take a little bit of a different turn. We've actually never talked about this before in the history of Under Review. Ricky Stenhouse Jr. winning the 65th Daytona 500 on Sunday. Good for him. Which His, we watched. <laughs> we did. Which I, I fell asleep to. I watched, but they fell asleep to it. <laughs> I watched part of it. It was his third Cup Series win, and obviously a huge one because the Daytona 500 is the Super Bowl of NASCAR, and it is um, one of the biggest races of the year. Congrats to him. He's locked himself into the playoffs. Overall, it was a good race on Sunday. I was pretty um, excited up until the point when Chase Elliott decided to crash and mm. he was done for the rest of the day. He was a part of that first big crash and so he was out pretty early. But congrats to Ricky, his first under review player of the week. We're so, Chase Elliott. Fans and probably on the show. his only See, I'm I'm gonna say I thought the Daytona five hundred was riveting. At least Ooh. the national anthem. Oh and yeah. And then I fell asleep. Mm-hmm. I I stayed awake through about the first fifty laps of it, and I gotta say, man, um, that's only a quarter of the race. Joseph. I, I I'm know, and I'm sorry, guys. Here's the thing: uh, I watched up until as much as I could, but I knew Nick was watching, so I knew we had at least one. Of I us was locked in, and then they went the into overtime, time. is what I heard. I wanted Kyle Busch to win it there at the end. It was kind of the last box for him to check in his NASCAR Cup Series career, but unfortunately, that is not what happened. You know, there was a huge wreck on lap two hundred, and that. Caused an overtime, and then Ricky Stenhouse pulled it out for JTG Doherty Racing there at the end. For See. those of you that didn't know, okay, 
He was the guy driving the blue 47 car for Kroger. So that's who Ricky is. This is why this is why we, we were fine falling asleep on Sunday because <laughs> we knew Nick was keeping up with it. All right, let's jump into our uh, our stuff for today, for the NBA. All right, here we go. So first off, I'd like to ask Ian here his first question on under review. No pressure. Yeah, Joseph, no pressure whatsoever. Just jump in any time. What was your favorite trade that you saw? Or the trade that made the most sense to you? Personally, I think um, the Mavs had a really good trade getting Kyrie. I'm not saying that Kyrie was the best option, but I did think they needed another big player to help Luka out because obviously Luka is a really good player, but he can't he can't do it all by himself. He's been trying. He, he's been trying for several years. He's been years. getting 50, 60-point games, and it just never matters. We still oh, yeah. lose. Well, I, I like the trade, too. Um, we definitely need another player. It's just tough because other than Kyrie and Luka, we still have no other players. So it's, yeah. I mean, when they combined for over 70 points the other night and we still lost the game. Well, if if your top three players combined for over 90 points that's, and, that did happen. and you still lose, it's just there's a defensive problem there. That Definitely. And Kyrie, he's a great point guard, kind of on the downhill of his game, I will say. Out of his prime, not playing he's like got he used to. Very many off the court issues going on, <laughs> I think, taking this. <laughs> this season that? especially, he's um suffered a little bit from yes. from his views off the court. Yep, which we aren't gonna dive into, but they he's just got a lot of distractions. Um I like the trade, I guess as much as I can. I've never been a huge Kyrie fan, but um He's he's there now, and we'll see what they can do. They've only really played like a couple games together, so they haven't really gotten a chance to uh, come together and mesh yet. But yeah. I like that trade too. Unfortunately, Luca was injured whenever Kyrie came. Kyrie first yeah. came. It it's uh, the Mavs are looking like it's gonna be probably take a while for for the team to come together and play around this too. The team chemistry takes a little bit to get there, it does. especially in basketball. It's middle all, of the season's tough. The other question I think that comes into play is how long is Kyrie going to be a Maverick because he's kind of bounced around from team to team yeah. over the last couple years. And so, obviously, like I said, the question is, will he be able to stay in Dallas? Or can Dallas stand him for that long? <laughs> I I think Kyrie wants L.A. with LeBron. He's been saying that. LeBron's been saying that. I think there's a very good chance that he just went to Dallas to get out of that Brooklyn contract. And there's... Yep. There's a good chance we just sold the farm for a guy that's staying half a season, um, but but I also we have think Luka. I also think if he comes in, they do really well together. I mean, I don't see him stay. not wanting to stay. Bron is on his way out. I don't know how much longer he's going to be in LA because he said, you know, when Bronny comes in the league, he's going wherever Bronny is. Yep. So that might one two years maybe left on the Lakers. I mean, Bron's kind of checked all of his boxes so far. Yeah, Broke Bron the scoring record a few weeks ago. He's. I'm sorry, the Lakers are not winning anything this year because no. LeBron's given up. No. Uh, which we'll talk about the Lakers, I guess, in their trades here in a sec because they're the focus of the NBA. But um, I, I, I like the Kyrie trade. I think it was good for the Mavs. It was pretty much the only thing we could have done at that point. Um, hopefully in the next offseason we get some more guys too. Oh, yeah. Okay, so now that we're all on the same page of the Mavericks trade, we all liked it because of Kyrie. And we're all Mavs fans, well, except for... I'll, I'll say I'm a Mavs fan. So we are. When, when I'm living in the one four three, I'm a Dallas fan. You are. I, a I Dallas will say fan. that's right. Good He's answer, a Dallas Ian. everything. Good answer. Yes, we have converted. <laughs> and him. Ricky Stenhouse Jr. 
<laughs> no. No, right. uh, Chase Elliott. <laughs> uh-uh. uh, we'll which trade disappointed you the most, Joseph? Disappointed me the most? I would say the trade that kind of took the wind out of my sails. So the Mavs made the trade, and at the time, that was the big, the biggest trade in the NBA. And it was like, we finally got a star. We're pumped. The Mavs, you know, shot up in the rankings for who's going to win uh, the NBA Finals. And then KD out of nowhere decides to go to the Suns. So now you have Kevin Durant, Chris Paul, DeAndre Ayton, and Devin Booker all on the same team. Um, and it's just that kind of just deflated me. So um, it was disappointing for me as a Mavs fan to find out that KD was going to the Suns. I think for the Suns, the trade was fantastic. Huge. For, Huge for their program. But I also don't know. KD seems to be very injury prone lately how often is he going to be on the court because they did give up a lot to get him they gave their future pretty much is in kd right now oh yeah so it's basically winter bust well kd being an mvp mvp player he um has a lot to bring to the table will he be able to do it with three other stars i don't know i mean he hasn't played very much this season yeah he's been kind of irrelevant this season yeah he just hasn't been on the court so we'll we'll see there. Um, I'll I'll ask you about this one. This this disappointed me, and it wasn't necessarily a trade. I know we'll get to the Lakers here in a second, but the Lakers did get rid of the Russell Westbrook contract, which is good for them. Uh, he was like forty seven million dollars every season and was doing absolutely nothing. Yep. But he is now a Clipper. So Ian, how do you feel about that? Westbrook being a Clipper. Honestly, I I didn't like him with the Lakers. I didn't think that. He was used as he should have been. Obviously, um, OKC Westbrook is prime Westbrook. Absolutely. But we'll never get that Westbrook. We'll never get that. He's past his prime. Mm-hmm. Uh, moving on to the Clippers, I think him and Paul George can do something. Hopefully. I, I think and then when Kawhi plays, he'll do something when, too. Yeah, when Kawhi plays. Because some would say Kawhi is the best two-way player. We've heard just, that before. <laughs> just just out there. Yep. but. So with all these trades, do you think this solidifies the Western Conference as being the more dominant of the two? I think the West is now. They took 100%. the Nets players. They're, it was before it was um, Nets, Bucks, and Sixers. And now it's basically Bucks, Sixers, maybe yep. Heat, if you want to throw the Heat in there. They're just a really well-coached team. and I would say Bucks really are well. still a top-tier team. Bucks um, are still number, the number one in the league. Yep. So... I mean, it's just Giannis is the most dominant player in the league right now. Yep. And there's no getting around that. Um, but in terms of just as many teams that are just good, I mean, we probably have eight to ten teams in the West that are just looking really good right now. I mean, the Suns trade was huge. That's just crazy. The Nuggets aren't going anywhere. The Grizzly aren't, Grizzlies aren't going anywhere. You got the Clippers, the Mavs, the Suns. Um, I'm trying to think off the top of my head, but there's just so many Western teams that are looking really good right now, and the East has three. Yep. Like the Magic are one of the top Eastern teams. That's just yeah. saying, saying a lot. <laughs> but I I think that... Um, so the Lakers are like the Cowboys of the NBA where they get talked about a lot even when they're not good. Um, and so, not saying the Cowboys aren't good, but just even when they're not good, they get talked about a lot. <laughs> Uh, so the Lakers made a few trades. They got rid of Westbrook. They also traded away their future first-round picks, which they didn't have very many of, to get 
D'Angelo Russell and a couple of other role player guys. Um, I do not think that they improved very much. I don't at think all. I don't think they improved. I think the only player they got that is going to be a real asset to the team is D'Angelo Russell, which is. He's he's a decent player. He was number like four in Minnesota. Yeah, I mean, he's he's a decent player. Will he be able to bring much to the table? I'm not. I don't really know. I can't say that he will. And him him like everybody working with LeBron. That team is just LeBron right now. Right. And let's talk. Let's talk about LeBron. Let's talk about LeBron, Ian. So I, we're not about to get into the goat debate, but LeBron did break the scoring record. That he uh, did. What did you think about that? So I obviously thought that was a record that. You've heard it. Nobody was going to beat, but LeBron this season projected to beat it. His 20th yep. season, which he did. Um, he was celebrated a little a lot. sooner, a little more than I would like. Stopped the game for it, which was a little weird. That was weird. But Nick, thoughts? And they ended up losing. So at that point, <laughs> That's I was like, thing. congrats, I guess. But would I mean, you rather win? We're not about to get into a good debate, but the thing is LeBron took all of his people out to a club to party after the game in which they lost. And that's so, just not something MJ ever would have done. That that was a great personal record for him, but does it do anything for the Lakers season? Not at all. LeBron I broke mean, the scoring record against the Thunder uh, probably about a week before the All-Star break. Yep. And since then, he's been celebrated at four different games. And he has not played in any of those games. So, except for the All-Star game, which he kind of played, which kind of didn't. Speaking of the All-Star game... Mm. I, I personally did not watch it, but I did hear it was quite disappointing. I saw year. the highlights, and there was zero defense being played. I heard, was, I heard Jason Tatum went off. He did. There was a few little flashy plays from him back and forth, but everything else. Giannis didn't get to play. Braun barely played. I'm thinking other than baseball. All-star for any other sport needs to just be a title, not an event. Okay, because the NFL injury-prone, NBA injury-prone, they're all contact sports. NFL yeah. obviously is the most. And so when you put these players out there, it's not their team. They're not playing for a championship. Um, they're not going to go out and risk their bodies. Oh, of course. To for an all-star game. Like these people There's are getting no motivation. These people are getting hurt in season and taking mm-hmm. weeks off. They're not going to put it all on the line for one game. That means nothing. Right. And I yeah. think going along with that, um, talking about players not playing due to injury, is I saw Anthony Edwards talking about mm-hmm. load management, basically saying how he doesn't agree with how all these guys are taking you know weeks off because of their injuries, but then it's like the recovery period after that is they're still taking off and they're taking off way longer they're basically than they just need taking to be. Nights off. Yeah, for no reason, for reason. essentially. Yeah. They they list them as what like foot soreness, you yeah. know, knee soreness. It's always soreness, hurt, yeah. hurt toe. Yeah, and you see them on the sideline. They're jumping up and down. They're hyping yep. their team. They're fine. They're just not playing because they wanted the night off. They and it's only the like star it. players. Yeah, um, which you get seen a lot in the NBA and the MLB. MLB is a little bit more understandable because they play every day. NBA, and you play 162 games a year. So NBA plays 82. Different. Right. And, almost half. And I think NBA, they only have 23 more games left, maybe. Mm-hmm. So it's it's about three-fourths of the way done, and you've already seen a lot of injuries. It's a just lot like of, teams are content to go into the playoffs sitting at four or five. Well, I would yep. be thinking at this point, 
you'd be wanting to make a playoff push, whether mm-hmm. you're in the playoffs or not, right? You're trying to fight for a higher seed or fight for a spot in the playoffs. So the I only think time that I right now it. is whenever games are starting to matter. The only time I understand it is when you're locked in at a seed and you're not moving anywhere. Yeah, I think after the All-Star yeah. break, like this Thursday, you'll definitely see more of a push for the last quarter of the mm-hmm. season. They're definitely going to give it all they got, kind of push for the playoffs like you were saying. We'll see a bunch of different new looks. Um, I'm not sure when Kevin Durant's going to play, but he will at some point soon. Yeah. Um, I'll ask Ian and Nick, who is your favorite? Let us let me give you who's going to make it. Give me who's going to make it to the finals and who you think is going to win this season. I'll let Ian go first. All right. I think Bucks are going to make it to the finals. Like I just feel like you have to you have to put them there. Number they one dominate. team in the league. Dominate. dominant team, Giannis. They've got just some amazing players. Pretty much the same team mm-hmm. they had last season when they went to the finals and did very well. And um, who do I think is going to win? I, I would really like to see the Suns go and do well. Like I know that sucks you for the Mavs, but matchup. I, I I would like to see Suns Bucks. This is biases aside. This is obviously we all want the Mavs to win, but this is biases aside. Who you actually yeah. think is gonna make it? Like I thought, I thought the Mavs had a chance once um, Kyrie got traded right before the deadline. You know, I was like, wow, haven't been really really been any trades this season. Um, the deadline's coming up, but Kyrie got traded, and then every team decided to trade some stars away. So yeah, I I don't know about that either. Nick, who you got? I'd say Bucks. Obviously, they've been the best for a while now. Giannis has been an unstoppable force for the last couple years in the NBA. So the Bucks are my pick to win it all. Obviously, I'd like to see the Mavericks, but Bucks, Mavs. that's not realistic. Bucks, Mavs. Um, I think I also just realized I left out a team when we were talking about the East, and I left out the Celtics. Uh, that I apologize. There are four really good teams in the Eastern Conference. <laughs> And uh, the Celtics are one of them. I really don't think the Celtics are getting back this year. Uh, I think they had a really, really good year last year. But they're not getting back this year. Um, I'll give you Bucks, Warriors. Really? Warriors win again. See, the Warriors are a good team. They're the wild card this year. I mean, they're the wild card. Because Steph's been out. Yep, and they're not playing. Clay's Clay's went off um, several games. Just I think he's insane. Yeah, so. Jordan Poole's playing at another level. I would like to see that, but also I, I want to see the Suns go I all just, the way. I just feel like when it, when you look at the NBA and when you look at the success in the last few years with the teams that, that have had success, like the Celtics Warriors last year, those teams where they're not just strictly based on their star power, but they're like just soundness, completeness as a team. The coaching was unreal. The defense was was there. And it's really just about defense. That's why we all know the Mavs aren't making it because we don't have a defense. And so we losing the guys that we lost, that was a big part of our defense. So now we just have offense. And that's why I'm not sure the Suns are going to make it because as much offense as they have, they really don't have that much defense. That's true. That's true. Um, I think KD can be a defensive player. I know we haven't seen a ton of it from him, but he he can go out there. And obviously, like, Chris Paul isn't a big scorer. He's definitely not a defensive player. He's an assist guy. But he, he is an assist guy, so... I think having him and KD on the same team to work together, and I think their offense will be unstoppable. It's just a matter of can they, can they transition yeah. back to the defense. It's tough just to play, like, because the NBA is an offensive game, yeah. but it's tough to transition back and to focus on every single defensive play. 
Um, and you've seen what the guys are not capable of in the All-Star game in terms of defense. Yep. Like well, The Stars a lot of times will not play defense. Well, the defense doesn't get the recognition in the NBA. Exactly. I will say, like, defensive player of the year isn't going to be anything special. It's not special. a highly sought-after yeah, award. Yeah, no. It's, it's about who can get the most points. I think the Bucks defensively are amazing, though. So. Yep. Um, and they're coached very well, and their team is very complete, top to bottom. I mean, they have Chris Middleton coming off the bench right now, which is saying a lot. They just have that much that much star power. But it'll be an interesting second half of the NBA season. Um, some crazy trades, but I think the only one that's going to do anything is probably the KD trade. I can't see the Lakers. I honestly not even sure the Lakers are getting in the play-in tournament. I think LeBron yeah. just he, – he says that he wants to win the season, but – I, I would personally be okay with not seeing LeBron in the playoffs. Again, yeah, I'd like that. Um, I'm, I'm not saying that he's going to retire, but he's just on his way out. I just don't like the the whole hit the scoring record, don't play for five games, like taking some time off because you scored 36 in one game, which is nothing in the NBA anymore. And, and it was a given. I mean, they just... Fed LeBron. The yeah, that game. that game was. It's kind of like Kobe's you're breaking last game. The, you're breaking the scoring record, and we're giving it to you. Exactly. I and I I don't know. I just don't feel like I see he doesn't have the drive. It. I think season. it shows the true selfishness of LeBron because he didn't care that they lost the game. You know, he just wanted to have his title, and then obviously he doesn't play the next. I think five games is what and you said. He gets celebrated. So every night. that just shows. Yeah. In my opinion, who LeBron truly is as a player. Right now, LA, the Lakers, it's just the fact that all they have this season is LeBron hit the scoring title, and it doesn't seem like anything else matters to them. Especially it doesn't matter to LeBron. And um, I just we we talked about it a lot. MJ, like Michael Jordan, if he had hit the scoring record, lost the game, would be in the gym like that night. Yep. And he would have not taken the next five games off. He would have only cared about winning the championship, which is why he went six for six. Also, I would like to think MJ wouldn't want the whole game to be stopped to celebrate oh, him breaking not. the storing, scoring record in, what, the third quarter? I definitely don't in think In the middle of the have. third quarter. And I he mean, definitely wouldn't have wanted it at the next four. Yeah, I know. So I, I think um, I think they're to- two totally different players, and I think there is no debate. We're not going to have the debate right now anyways, <laughs> but um, we might have it later on in the, in the offseason for the NFL, but... I agree. It's it was an interesting trade deadline. A lot of stars were moved. Um, so we'll see what the second half of the season brings. Absolutely. Thank you for tuning in to this NBA episode with our guest star, Ian. So now, at the end of our episode, I'd like to bring you a quote, as we do every week. You've got to be the best person you can be in your life. And that was brought to you by Jeff Gordon. Okay, I'd like you to take that with you. For, for the, the rest of this that week. don't know who Jeff Gordon is. For what? Tell, for those that don't so know. So for who, Joseph. No, please, I know who Jeff Gordon is. For those that don't know who I Jeff Gordon is. He is a NASCAR legend. Okay. Nick, did you did anybody tell you that today's show is about the NBA? Or did did you forget? <laughs> well, I mean, we I, like I to like we little... like to come full circle on this show. <laughs> I mean, the Daytona five hundred was, was on Sunday. Was on Sunday. Super Bowl Sunday. of I mean, if Super you look at if you look it up, the internet will tell you that it is the Super Bowl of NASCAR. So I mean, that's not just my opinion. And me and Ian watched. That's some the of opinion it. of the world. I watched the national anthem. Thought it was saying very. You're very, very patriotic. You're very patriotic. Oh, yeah. yeah. 
I I tried to watch as much of it as I could. I mean, you can't not feel proud to be an American watching this happen. They got the Blue Angels out there, you know, giving you an air show. And then obviously at the National Anthem, you got five of them cruising in, in formation. Is it a, a bucket list thing to go? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. 100%. Okay. Well, uh, let's not take that uh, under review budget, though. <laughs> okay, that's going to have to be a personal expense. All right. Well, we appreciate y'all tuning in this week. Uh, thank you, Ian, for coming on the show and, and uh, giving us some wisdom and some insight into the Absolutely. NBA. Absolutely. Thanks for having me, boys. Uh, y'all will probably be seeing Ian again in the future. Um, good show, and thank y'all for tuning in. This is Under Review.